You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. Welcome, everyone, to yet another week of Cure to Consumption here on Hayes Radio Network. I am your host, Lance Lambert, here to talk about all things from Cure to Consumption. We have such a great assortment of guests that come onto the show and tell their story. Everyone's got a story, especially when it comes to this industry. You know, we're just talking about that. Our wonderful producer, Andrew, and I. You know, just got back from Oklahoma City, and man, it is like the Wild West out there. It's so crazy. We're just talking about how it's a very similar throwback to what we grew up with out here in California. And all good vibes, good things going on out there. But man, I got to tell you, being back at a show after, man, over a year uh, was really interesting. Everyone was definitely big smiles and good vibes and uh, plenty of stuff to talk about on that front. But pretty excited about who we're having on the show today. Um, good friend of mine, Sherry, a.k.a. Shireen, Nathalia Gomez-Cortez, uh, fellow industry advocate and pro-cannabis supporter that is actually based out of Columbia. Uh, she has been in the industry for a minute. She's got a great story um, besides being a lawyer uh, as far as her background um, being very tied into business administrative and uh, the medical side of the industry. So, Shireen, are, hey, how is it going? Yes, I'm here. It's Lance. <laughs> this is. How are you doing? I'm I know. Good. I cannot hear you very well. I, I, hear, I hear you quite far away. Quite low. How about now? Can you hear me any better now? I can hear you. Anyways, okay. I, it's still... It works. Okay, it'll work. All right. Well, and for the listeners, yeah. uh, you know, I disclose, my gosh, we're obviously talking to you all the way down in Colombia. So um, it's so cool in this day and age to be able to have interactions like this, especially in times like these. So how are you doing? Is It's it's a holiday down there as well, correct? Well, here we don't have any holiday, but thank you so much for for introducing and for talking um yeah so to consider and to taking me into account and uh, for this problem or this session and um we don't have a holiday here it's only the matter that i work for a u.s company so oh that's what it was well. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. what i was confused by i'm like what holiday is columbia have during memorial day i know, oh, I know. okay that's so true. Very good, very good. Well, yeah, if you could, just to kick off, maybe tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and the path that brought you to cannabis. Of course. I'm very happy to explain a little bit more about my experience and um, all the way I've been uh, you know, going through this amazing industry. Um, well, I am a lawyer, <laughs> And I am a business administrator. Um, and the, the reason why I really decided to start is because I consider, and this might sound a little funny, but um, 
I consider that some of the forbidden things in the world are not really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cannabis <laughs> is definitely one of them. Right. Um, I'm a very big fan of cannabis in any way because uh, I, con- I I know that it helps people. It helps, uh, you know, cure some um, Oh, I think you're bumping your keypad there. uh, (laughs) Exactly, no, and it it is definitely nothing bad. I I don't consider that cannabis does something bad to your body in any any state. Absolutely not not happening. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, well, the reason, the, the, the way I started going into this world was because I have a very good friend in Colombia. She has a... A big company, uh, Viviana is her name, and she's the owner of Colombiana de Cannabis here in Colombia. Oh, so wow. she first introduced me to this topic, and I started helping her with some um, marketing campaigns. That was, of course, you know, a first favor <laughs> because <laughs> I just wanted to know more about the industry. And um, I used some products before, some CBD products before even starting, you know, working in this industry. Um, I think so, I'm yeah, a, I really quick, Shereen. Learning I, a lot about it. Yeah, I'm going to pause really quick. I think you might be bumping your keypad on accident on your phone. So I'm just saying it's kind of cutting out part of the of you speaking. So okay, okay, oh. <laughs> there you go. But I can understand you very well. Can you okay. can you hear me very well? Yeah, I can hear. It's just the keypad keeps uh, being bumped. I think the keypad keeps getting bumped on accident on your phone. Is all so. Um, it keeps beeping, so. Oh, okay. Well, my. Okay, let me try it like that. Maybe it works. Oh, I had my speaker on. I don't know if oh, there you go. Yeah. The there you go. Okay, Even better perfect. signal. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So you had a, a friend that obviously gave you some insight and background uh, to the industry and kind of motivated you. And this was just in recent years, right, where you really kind of started pursuing and, and moving towards the industry and, and towards this community, correct? Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. So uh, that was the first thing I did. I, I started, you know, going to even the cultivations, which she has all the, you know, plants growing and and I got more and more passionate about just like learning what is, you know, the entire industry, the, the cannabis world, as I call it always, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> yes. um, I can see there definitely this industry is not only an industry. And I always, always, always repeat and repeat that because it's just the way I think it is. Um, and yeah, afterwards, I had the opportunity to attend some um, trade shows here in Colombia. Yeah. Uh, related to kind to CBD mostly because, uh, you know, in Colombia, um, the cannabis is not completely legal. And it's been only legal since uh, 2015. The medical cannabis, so that's why um, it, it takes still a while to to finally, <laughs> you know, be in place of uh, offering everything with cannabis. Um, but yeah, uh, that is the that is the reason why. Well, I attended these shows, and then I got to know some other people in this show, and one of them was the owner of one company in uh, the United States. And uh, he said he would like to work with me, so I started working then with them, and that's USA CBD Expo. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, there I uh, got the chance to even um, discover way more about uh, this industry. And um, let's say that the advantage I had there was just making a lot of friends and, and colleagues and connections. 
to understand way more this part of uh, you know the business. Um, and there is where I met you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where we met, and. My gosh, it was the, oh man, it was right around the start of the pandemic, I remember. We uh, yeah. we caught up by yeah, phone. Yeah, that was about one year ago, I yeah. think, or something. It was about a year yeah, ago, true. and definitely, definitely quickly connected, and I remember we were planning on, uh, gosh, where was I going? I think I was going to come out and speak at your Chicago show, if I remember right. I think it was Chicago, exactly, yeah? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Back then, we had this, this show that... We had to move many times, and I think actually they still are moving the show because you know the pandemic has affected the trade show industry in general. Oh, yeah, definitely. But something surprising is that um, this industry never never stopped. So this is uh, something also that for me was was um, oh. <laughs> uh, still having those keypad problems. Very relevant, you know. Yeah. Because um, oh. the fact that this industry just didn't stop and even grew, told me like, okay, Shari, you're gonna do this. You gotta you gotta get into this industry even more and more and more. And um, I I didn't have the opportunity to be in any trade show with USA C B D Expo because of the pandemic, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, then because of them, some other um, people contacted me and right now I'm currently working for a US company again. Gotcha. And they uh, they uh, have great like we have a lot of different services in uh, related to you know education in the industry mostly. So uh, we offer courses, we offer uh, different certifications, um, we have magazines, and uh, we want to educate people in this industry. That's our main goal. Yeah, and that's what we, you know, just did an Instagram recently, and <laughs> it seems like we always have technical, I know, with your keypad going off now, and then we had the technical issues with Instagram. Every time we catch up live, <laughs> there's always some something. Oh, my God, yeah. But, <laughs> well, I'm glad that today's working. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely working better. My gosh, that last one. But, um, yeah, that's that was the one thing that intrigued me about the company you're with now is, to your point, how they're very focused on the education because that's one thing I know for us you know, we really connected on that level. And that's the same with my show. I always love having individuals on that not only support the industry, mm-hmm. rather be from an advocacy or, or even from an activist standpoint, but individuals that feel the need to lead with education. And that's exactly yeah. what you're doing, which I know really got you excited about the opportunity you're now. Yeah. So you guys are educating from yeah. different perspectives though, right? It's not just education of the plant or of the of the movement as a whole but it's business it's science it's all different aspects correct right that's correct yeah so what we what we do as you said we're very passionate and that i think that's exactly what it brings us today uh together again to you know discuss about this amazing um world and um but yeah we what we do is uh we educate in different levels. So we have normal certification, certified programs, and then we do have some online courses about how to, you know, even grow or, or the medical side of it, the therapeutical uses of the, of the plant. Then we do have some um, legal courses, of course, because, you know, the legal part is really important for this industry. And in general, we also have... Um, other courses that are related to how to do business in this industry. And um, moreover, we offer as well 
some um, um, consulting and training in case like someone is interested in just becoming a very big expert in the industry, we can help with that and we accompany people to, you know, accomplish any goal they have within the industry. Gotcha. And kind of going by ways of education, maybe we could talk a little bit more because I know a lot of our listeners aren't necessarily familiar with the levels of legalization around the world. Um, but technically, if you could elaborate maybe a bit on Columbia, right? Because Columbia um, is illegal for commercial sale, but is legal for certain medical uses. And um, I know personal cultivation and uh, consumption were decriminalized, which is awesome. That's a big, huge. A lot of people don't understand always the difference between, uh, you know, something that's legal, illegal, uh, made legal or decriminalized or descheduled. So maybe if you could talk on just how cannabis is existing currently in your home country versus up here in the States. Right. Yeah, well, Colombia, Colombia is well known for its drug trafficking past issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, uh, the government um, started, like, regulating that long time ago. We have had, we, we even have laws, like, for more than 20 years ago because this was a big um, business in the, in the past, you know? Colombia is, yeah. uh, you know, you know, oh, Colombia is very famous for that. <laughs> We're definitely um, familiar you know, with the, the exportation, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So in the beginning, let's say that um, the development of all our laws began with um, decriminalizing CBD products. Um, and also the um, out like the, the growing that you can do at home. So these was like these were like the first most important laws in our country. Um, when I talk about growing a home, it's because normally you could you couldn't do that before. Right now we have a law that says that you can grow twenty plants at home, and they can be also THC based or or CBD, whatever you wanna wanna grow is is fine. Like if the police come to your house and they tell you you have a kind of desired place, nothing's gonna happen as long as you have up to twenty plants. Okay. And um, however, the president uh, in two thousand eighteen. Um, uh, said that okay that the, this law needs to be more bright let's say and that's why um, they started like, decriminalizing CBD products and then uh, recreational cannabis of course but in a in a better way so for example people here can carry as well uh, their own um, recreational cannabis and uh, medicinal the medicinal cannabis is legal since. 2015. So that means right now, um, really, we are, we have a very, um, I would say, like, we have really strong bases when it comes to legal, um, you know, our regulations in general. And even though it's still a little bit um, not so permissive, (laughs) I think uh, Colombia is leading uh, when it comes to you know, regulations and when it comes to legalization. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pause here right right really quick there, Shereen, because my producer is telling me. So we, I think we might have to start over. Um, (laughs) And don't worry, we're recording. It's, it's uh, pre-recorded, but the, the phone keypad keeps beeping uh, for some reason. I don't know. 
I don't know if it's really weird. It might be your ear bumping it or, or something. But, yeah. But strange. it keeps. I don't hear any beep. Yeah, it's really weird. I only hear it just sounds like someone's hitting the number keypad on our side. So um, I don't know if maybe putting on speakerphone okay. so it's not up next to your ear. Maybe then it won't go. But I don't know if it'll sound as good. I. I have it on my on my ear. Actually, I don't I don't have the the loudspeaker again. But maybe I can try to I don't know use some uh, headphones. Oh yeah, let's let's try that. Awesome, especially if they're wired okay, headphones. Let me try. Yeah. Okay, yeah, let sorry. me try real quick. Okay. Give me one second. Sure. Okay, so this is pre-recorded. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, so you're safe. Like, yeah, and it kind of like after like the 17th, 18th time, he's like, like, he's like, let's start. I cannot mess up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's totally fine. We we shoot it in okay, one take. Give normally. me one second. I'm going to plug my headphones in. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. And I still come in okay for you? Can you hear me well? Yeah, I can hear you well. Can you hear me okay? I'm really not, not good. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you perfect. But one of them is just not working and, yeah, but I think it's fine. As long as you hear me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I don't hear, it's not beeping anymore, so even better. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I know sometimes. Oh, yeah, then it was that. Yeah, it's. I know it's weird because you can't hear on your side, but it's it's weird. It's like uh, the number keypads getting pressed on our side. So, um, but it's okay. We'll probably we'll just start from the top just after the introduction. Yeah. Okay. okay. Perfect. We can cool. start now again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. For sure. Alrighty. So welcome, Shreena. I want to welcome you to Cure to Consumption to the show. It's so great to have you on here, calling in all the way from Colombia. Uh, very much miles and miles away from us. So welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Lance. Um, thank you so much for the invitation. And really, thank you so much for, for this opportunity. I'm really, really excited and happy to join you in this program and probably in, hopefully, in future programs as well. Very much so. And so I gave our listeners a little bit of background on our intro. Uh, my gosh, because you have, you know, from being a lawyer to administrative to all the things you've done. And, um, you know, we've talked about this uh, connecting not that long ago. My gosh, it's been, uh, it was right around when the pandemic started. I remember when we first connected, right? It was with mm-hmm. the last company you were working with. And um, yeah. I think I was supposed to speak. We were going to be meeting in Chicago. And then obviously everyone knows where <laughs> where trade shows and events went to. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, you've been in it for a minute and being located in Columbia. Maybe if you can just start by giving a little bit of your background and, um, you know, professional and then personal on what motivates you to uh, pursue uh, this movement, if you will. Of course, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I'm very let's say new in the industry if I can compare myself with uh, you know professionals like you for example <laughs> who has been living with a cannabis plant next to, next door like <laughs> yes <laughs> but um, yeah so yeah I'm a lawyer I'm a business administrator and uh, um, I actually have been working in the telecommunications industry until I met my friend Viviana from from Colombia, and she is the owner of one of the oldest and biggest companies, uh, cannabis companies in Colombia. It's wow. Colombiana Cannabis, 
Um, Very cool. um, and uh, she was the one introducing me to that. Of course, she knows uh, she knows me very well because we are very good friends. So she told me, "Okay, this is something that I know it will, um, you know, uh, be interesting for you, and I want you to help me with some, you know, marketing and campaigns and, and some help in this side because that's uh, my experience. That yeah. I, I have experience with marketing uh, at the most, and um, yeah, and then." Uh, she even invited me to her cultivation here in Colombia, and uh, she showed me everything. And since I have always been a cannabis lover, and I believe that cannabis is like not only a miracle, but something that can really change society and in the world in general, I um, I decided to keep going. And she invited me to some trade shows where I had the opportunity as well to meet some people from other countries and some other companies. And then uh, and then uh, after that, one person approached me uh, during one trade show here. It was a CBD-based uh, trade show because uh, in Colombia, you know, the law is, is a little different. But, um, yeah, so I had the opportunity to, well, this was amazing, actually. It was the first time I was in a trade show for cannabis and, and I, what I saw it was just so impressive that I decided to get into the industry as soon as possible and um, during this trade show I made a lot of contacts and uh, one of them approached me and told me okay I think I would really like you to work with, with us and that is the USA CPD Expo in the United yeah. States they are located in New York and yeah and it goes on <laughs> this story because um, even though we had this pandemic and we still have it, uh, yeah, and we couldn't have any trade shows during the time I was working there, yeah. um, um, still there's a lot to learn. There's really a lot to learn from even your colleagues and um, every workshop we did, every conference, every every single email, you know. Email. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, um, yeah, right now I'm in a point, I'm at a point where I say I'm so passionate that I, I don't want to work in any other industry, pretty much. This is something that um, also um, means a lot to me personally because I exactly know and understand what the benefits of this plant are. And um, I kind of want to keep going, you know. I, I, I don't want to yeah. stop at all. No, and that's your, you know, I, I very much picked up. And again, even us just being connected over the past year, you know, how passionate you are and the way you speak of the plant, you know, like you said, you know, it's it's a global movement, you know, and um, I always mm -hmm. reference it as a miracle plant as well. It's interesting how much we're still learning about the plant. You know, it really surprises me that, you know, there's so much more to unlock and you visit places like, you know, Israel, where they're so big into the medical and the scientific oh, yeah. study and all the, the things that are coming out of that. But, you know, even places like South America, where you are in the history and the connection it has, because I know we've discussed it before, but, you know, Colombia did have that reputation of being um, very much a, a place to grow certain things that were once considered illicit and uh, is recognized for that. But like you said, the laws are a little different there, right? It's not um, while commercial grow isn't allowed. Um, there is still that level of legalization around medical. And like you said, uh, you know, yeah. personal possession and, and even home grows, right? I mean, most of our markets are three plants, six plants, you know, kind of a conservative, but you all are substantially more for home grow operations, correct? Yeah, that's correct. So, um, 
So Colombia is a very special country when it comes to cannabis and legalization. And because, uh, you know, we are a country and my country is well known for these uh, past drug trafficking that we had, of course, and it's part of our history. And I love to speak about it because it's part of my country. Um, and, um, well, of course, it, I think the government has noticed and has realized how uh, beneficial this can be even economically for the country. And that is the reason why, uh, for example, the medicinal cannabis is uh, has been legalized since 2015. Mm-hmm. And then from this point on, um, we started, like, you know, evaluating different ways to use the plant uh, without touching so much these uh, past experience we have. And, of course, uh, you know, this this image that everyone has about Colombia and, uh, and Brooks, which is important to yeah. mention. Yeah. Um, but more than that, yeah, right now, uh, Colombia is in a very good position. I think Colombia is uh, the leader right now with law. All our regulations that are being um, uh, watched closely from or by other countries in Latin America, um, because we have a very solid base, let's say. Hmm? Yeah. We have a very solid base when it comes to, to law, and it is a very organized law as well. And um, right now, it is possible um, to even grow at your place, as you were saying, yeah. up to 20 plants at home. And uh, it doesn't matter if it's a... Uh, it doesn't matter if it's a... Uh, CBD or THC or any other kind of noise, but you can grow your own plants at home as long as they are only 20. Um, what else can I tell you? Yeah, we have uh, then uh, CBD products are decriminalized. So that's also good because I think, um, you know, the plant has so many benefits and so many ways you can use it that, of course, CBD products are also something that uh, can be can become very big and, and commercial in, in the country. And this can help really our economy to grow or at least to become more stable um, in Definitely. the future or in the near future. Well, and I know, you know, I always talk to uh, individuals because it's kind of different to your point, you know, being one of the more uh, seasoned individuals in the market, we'll say, which, you know, everyone, OG is the common term that seems to throw at me. But it's funny, you know, I I look at it from an international standpoint, and that's where we've had great conversations is because, um, you know, a lot of people are so busy focusing on the U.S. or on North America or on what's going on still in Canada or in Mexico. But again, I try to remind people, you know, what's going on in LATAM, specifically in South America, what's going on across Europe and even uh, South APAC, Asia, you know, uh, Australia, New Zealand. Mm -hmm. But Colombia, it definitely caught the attention of many because I know a lot of the LPs out of Canada, a lot of the licensed producers uh, actually headed down there and started creating operations. And if I remember for those specifically, they're only allowing extracts for exportation but it was still a big move, yeah. right, for a lot of these Canadian companies to come down mm-hmm. and invest in Colombia and these large-scaled Operation Grows, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, this was one of the greatest steps so far in our regulations um, because uh, it was a company. It's a company that is located in uh, Cartagena, the one that was able to first. The, it was the first export of cannabis oil or CBD oil. 
um, to Mexico and then uh, to Canada uh, as well. Um, yeah, of course, that is actually the reason why people are looking closely our law and, uh, and are trying to create their own model to finally legalize um, cannabis. And, you know, uh, I think this is great because we have, we don't only have the good law, but we also have the resource. Yeah, Colombia is yeah. um, located in a place in the world where you can grow anything and you have all the pretty much the seasons you have all the weathers if you want to you know go to place and and be super warm and have a like summer vacations you can do it but then you yeah. fly one hour and then, and then you have like the cold mountain season so this is something also very nice because uh, growing here uh let's say the climate is is ideal you know the, oh, the climate sure. is yeah. ideal to grow hemp and to grow cannabis in general well so um yeah, yeah and you all you're on that latitude for for those that don't know i mean i have to admit i wasn't as big into geography when i was a kid <laughs> but this industry again is <laughs> yeah. taking that direction but you all are on a similar at least northern uh parts of columbia are on a parallel with panama which for those that don't know you know panama mm -hmm. uh is one of the uh locations for land race strains i mean as is mexico you have acapulco gold but you have panama red yeah. and you actually have cultivars to your point that very much thrive um, but it's interesting, right? Because I know I've been down there. Uh, one thing, speaking of trade shows, uh, for those that don't know, uh, there's a really good one called uh, the Expo Weed. And it starts out in Mexico and it makes a tour all the way down um, along South America into Latin America. And I was fortunate to uh, to head down to Santiago, Chile to visit uh, the Espinosa brothers, a few friends that run and voila down there really great yeah. um, you know eight marketing agency but also just huge advocates and proponents of the industry as well um and it's interesting because i kind of thought that chile or or you know maybe even uruguay Paraguay, brazil but it still seems like colombia even venezuela it still seems yeah. like colombia is definitely the epicenter specifically for south america right yeah, 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 definitely. Colombia, as I just told you, is uh, pretty much the model that everyone is trying to follow. Uh, we have some countries that are also developing great low. Like, for example, yeah, Brazil is getting there, I think. Brazil is growing. Um, but they still don't have it clear what to do with, like, export and uh, and how you can actually grow. And they are still, you know, struggling with this law, as mm -hmm. well as, uh, for example, Argentina, they have CBD legal, but again, it's very, um, it's not so permissive yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Colombia is, um, I think, uh, I mean, I feel very proud of, uh, of it, because I know that this industry is something that is only starting to boom, like to, to really you know, explode and, and show people that it's a great opportunity for everyone to just join the, the industry pretty much. So um, I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud that we are number one right now in Latin America when it comes to to developing a business even. We have great companies here in, in Colombia already, you know, working and exporting and products and uh, the quality of the flower, the quality of the of the resource is uh, is something that you cannot compare with with other countries, of course. So yeah, yeah this is uh, something very positive about us. 
Definitely, definitely. So do you see yourself, I mean, that that actually obviously is your home. Um, as far as opportunity continues to come about, do you see yourself uh, getting more involved on the global level? Like I know, obviously, you having ties back up here in North America, um, but is that something mm-hmm. that if the right opportunity came along, could you see yourself moving on to that, again, to that international Absolutely. stage, if you will? Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred and million percent. <laughs> I'm so sure. I'm so sure about it. Of course, I want to get more involved in this. I am just starting one one journey um, globally. Of course, I don't want to focus only on my country. Even though my country, I know we have great resource, but for example, looking more towards Europe because Europe is also, you know, a developed con- uh, like continent. Definitely. already and i think they also have great opportunities to um partnership with with our countries because we have great resources and they have great i don't know um even technology and uh business models that Correct. if we yeah. combine these two it's going to be just amazing um so yeah looking forward to legalization in europe and in countries over there because i know the potential is quite uh, interesting yeah yeah definitely and i know you keep an eye on on it from a global perspective and i guess maybe mm-hmm. kind of leaning on a little bit of your background on the legal side uh and again we've obviously been discussing how things have been in colombia being a leader especially specifically in south america when it comes to structure and all that because again that's when i was down there i was very impressed um some countries lagging like we were just uh, discussing and then others doing phenomenally well from a, a, a legal standpoint what could you see do you think at some point where this becomes very much like an export import almost kind of commoditized industry on a global scale as well? Definitely. I, uh, I, I think the time will come. Of course, uh, it needs time. It needs a, long, a lot of time, and we have to be patient. And um, I think what I want to focus right now is, for example, understanding entirely how, you know, the rules in my country work and then uh, also how they work in the countries that are around my country. But talking about exports, international exports or global exports in general, and also talking about, you know, um, um, in the in the future, you know, having having just partnerships with other countries is something that is definitely going to happen. As you can see already, for example, Switzerland, Germany, and already, you know, um, studying a little bit the law, mm-hmm. and uh, they have legalized some of the, let's say, products or or. or possibilities you have with cannabis in general but uh, i don't know switzerland for example already decided that uh, people that are at a certain age can use cbd in a higher amount and uh, this is something that is happening as well in germany germany is also um evaluating closely how the industry is moving but their point of view and their point of reference is of course the united states because uh, the law is uh, already uh, very much developed in the states not in all the states but in many so i think uh, they they are doing great and uh, eventually when uh, you know when when the legalization may be here in this part of our world in, in this part of the planet um start 
working better and um, and they can see what the development economically speaking will be of course it's going to happen it's, it's something it's something that you don't it not it doesn't only help people or 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 you know health but it also helps the entire country and it helps um economically i just think that this is the biggest impact that cannabis can have at least in the developing countries mm-hmm. and of course oh. the the countries like germany or or some other countries are not going to just stay there and be like no we're not going to legalize of course not they have to i if they see the opportunity they will uh, so i'm pretty sure it will happen it will happen not soon but it will yeah I think that's uh, to your point. You know, we always talk about, and I remember just uh, being a moderator of a panel last January um, in 2020, talking about one of the last questions I brought up to the panel was, when do you think, you know, there will be a change at, at the federal level, you know, be it legalization, decriminalization? And I feel like we're close, but to your point, I think we have a, a little bit of ways to go. And it is yeah. unfortunate because we've got two big, you know, Canada to the north, which uh, again, it was awesome, you know, for what happened in South America, you know, owning the country. Mm-hmm. That was where the first country legalized cannabis. But as far as, uh, you know, in, in Uruguay, but as far as the first, you know, G7 country being Canada, and then now we have, you know, Mexico just south of us, which is about a fifth the size of Canada, but almost, my gosh, 4X yeah. the population. I think about 130 million down there so um obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a substantial size country well, but it seems like more and more are coming on right And we're kind of to your point in this side of the planet anyway is is kind of coming around itself just like some of the other countries you're speaking yeah. of in europe yeah well if you put like if it's about putting in, in numbers or like in years like how many years it would take to to finally come to a point where we can just you know trade uh, cannabis globally, I think, well, um, I'll give it like maybe five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I, th- I think yeah. it's close enough because like you said, I mean, Germany's had a medical program for some time now. Switzerland's had a medical program. Portugal, I love what they did. They decriminalized mm-hmm. all drugs 10 years ago and then established oh, yeah. a, a medical cannabis program to support mm-hmm. rehabilitation for those yeah. that were using other drugs. Like some of the stuff that's happening at our national level, as much as the U.S. would like to think that it's the leader in many fronts. And maybe that is, you know, by way of technology or design or innovation or engineering. But in many ways, we're behind because, like you said, you know, what Switzerland's doing, I know that the use of nicotine cigarettes has dropped almost 20% in Switzerland since they started oh, yeah. releasing CBD cigarettes uh, for mm-hmm. consumption. You know, if you're going to smoke, at least it is, I know it sounds weird to say, but a healthier option than than nicotine cigarettes full of a bunch of carcinogens. So I agree, yeah. you know, where things are going on a global scale and seeing the movements on all these different continents, including Australia and, and New Zealand and, and even up in parts of Asia, mm-hmm. South Korea, Thailand, I, I could see that being a plausibility to your point as well. As far as the next five years, there being really that global movement, um, hopefully at the help of WHO, which has come around. And I know UNODC, the UN, is is finally kind of coming around as well, um, you know, at least to CBD in Europe, which you said is very relevant. I mean, even just the EU in specific, you know, the, the, the almost three dozen countries that are there and the 750 plus million people that populate 
uh, Europe. I mean, that's that's a lot of stuff going on over there, you know, right? Luxembourg, I know, is yeah. bringing in adult use in 2022. Uh, Ireland yeah. and France, I think, are both in mm-hmm. beta mode for medical programs, right? So it's it it is a bigger than us, or bigger than Colombia, or bigger bigger yeah. than the U.S. conversation, yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. I think Europe, yeah, as I told you, like, Europe has this point of reference. It's the United States, of course. They've been looking closely to it even uh, not only to five years, but ten. Um, what you mentioned about Portugal is very interesting, actually, because Portugal is a is a country that has had these regulations with drugs for a long, long time. Yeah. And yeah. Um, right now, of course, the other countries, I just, you know... Uh, being aware of that and just um, checking and, and yeah, just checking how they can do these these process. And also something important is that at the end, and this is also something I always say, and is that um, in the cannabis world, because I don't call it industry, I call it a world. I know. Um, <laughs> everyone can just... It's a world. It's really a world. I know it is. Everyone well, you remind can, me. Can I, I, I laugh because I always rec- I always reference cannabis industry, and, and I hashtag on LinkedIn cannabis community. That's always first. Is cannabis community yeah. and cannabis industry? But part of me, I don't like using the term cannabis industry, and you put it well on our other conversation <laughs> we had. And how you're like, it's not just an industry. This is a world. This is a whole separate universe. And I, yeah. I I chuckle, but I need to start applying that vernacular in my conversation because you're right. I, I don't I don't want to put an emphasis on it being an industry. That's just the infrastructure that allows the movement towards legalization and, and widespread understanding of the plant. So sorry, huge tangent, but I love how you say that. <laughs> you you always iterate that how it's it's this global movement, you know? Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, it's really a world, and that's the the thing here, that it's not only... I mean, what we have to do eventually is really focused on um, what what we can, let's say, give to the in, to the industry, to the world of uh-huh. cannabis, because we, we, we can do different things. So, um, uh, for example, I believe that Europe and, and some European countries are more developed or have more development in, I don't know, uh, machines and, and technology and ways to, you know, what are your plans or, or a system to give the plant the right light and the right temperature. Yeah. I have no idea. Like, this is what they have to start looking into. Um, it's not only the cultivation, it's not only growing, but is is understanding how, how we can optimize the processes while growing the plant to yeah. make it more effective, right? Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, Europe is, is, a, is a continent that is really embracing its potential also in... In, in the adult other market, you know, because now, like, of course, they have fear, and it's normal that they have this fear of, ooh, cannabis, it's dangerous, it's illegal, it's been illegal for, for the entire time. There's a lot of, you know, um, illegal commerce, like, you know, commerce in the, yeah. in the, in the continent. So um, that's really what they fear. But if they look at our point of view, and if they start looking at, uh, you know, in which way I can contribute in order to make this industry more effective and just optimize processes and um, things are going to just go great. Of course, uh, they have, a, I think they have an advantage and it's that the way they rule is different. You know? There's yeah. one, one 
agent roaming for many countries. So it's going to be maybe easier. Um, but it, it will happen. It will happen. Definitely. Definitely. And I agree. A lot of the things that you touch on, which are very relevant, and it is interesting where, you know, where all the different countries are as far as progress goes, because not so much of it is communicated right now. And, you know, I know a friend of mine who started a a company years ago now in Colorado that was tracking a lot of the information you're talking about. I think you had, you know, a few different, a few dozen different sensors that you would put into a grow operation where you'd be able to track the ambient temp and the ambient uh, moisture content in the air, but also in the soil and, you know, the lighting and how the lighting yeah. affects the growth pattern and all these different elements that really just forced mm-hmm. optimization to the equation because just like food and there's some, you know, very matter of fact, the individual who uh, created the hybrid rice to be able to produce, I think it was a 20% greater yield decades ago during a famine um, out of Asia, just recently passed away. But there's people like that who are notarized and get recognized for being able to optimize crop yield. And, uh, you know, I've always said, and I, I think we agree on this as well, you know, there's many things that will apply mm-hmm. to the universal language, uh, food being one of them. And I love the food down there in South America, but yeah. food being one of them, but yeah. food and music and cannabis, it's no matter where I travel uh, to Tel Aviv in Israel, yeah. or again, down there to Santiago or to uh, Spanibus, you know, to Barcelona for Spanibus or to Sydney, Australia. Everywhere I go, it seems like it's it's all coming about, you know, the food, music, and cannabis. It's this international language that really opens doors but opens opportunities and for people to understand what the medical benefits are. And, uh, again, kind of full circle, but totally on the same page yeah. with you as far as looking at it from how it's beneficial and how important it is to optimize this natural medicine, which is so much better for you than pharmaceuticals and then engineered drugs yeah. that your body doesn't know how to ingest, let alone how to interact with versus this, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, such a difference. Yep. So, yeah. Craziness. Yeah, that's totally right. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, I I also think that really like we have we have everything in our hands, to be honest. It's just a matter of uh, making a decision. And it's not to sound maybe <laughs> a little mean because... Uh, uh, of course, the, this pandemic and the COVID is just something that nobody expected and is really affecting it, it, every single country in the world. And I don't want to sound mean or anything, but yeah, this industry yeah. was the only one that really didn't stop and even grew during during the right. pandemic. And I think this is something that uh, right now, you know, every country should consider, like economic recovery is going to be one of the, the, of the main things to to decide as soon as possible in, in, in many countries, no? Um, the losses that we yeah. had economically and uh, the companies that had to close and people that are just unemployed and all these is something that we can we can help, you know, um, making better with the, with the industry, just including everyone and, uh, and trying to, you know, check how, how can you help me what do you do what are you good at and then just join and then everyone is here welcome everyone can really work from their you know profession point of view uh, experience 
I don't know, expertise, you know, um, there are really different ways that we can collaborate. So um, something also that I like from this industry, and this is very <laughs> special to say, is that we believe, we, we are the believers. We are the ones that have faith that really this plant uh, has a lot of benefits and we don't see anything negative in it, right? right. I mean, if you, if you do it consciously, if you do it uh, responsible, if you do it, yeah, then then it's never going to affect you in a bad way. Yeah, we we just we just had that conversation. You know, that's we always have good conversations, but we just had that conversation mm -hmm. about how we, uh, you know, not not only support the industry but our use in the same way. Like I was sharing with you, you know, I'm I've always been a medical first, and that's why I position myself as an advocate more so than an activist, mm -hmm. um, because my biggest uh, efficacy is by way of education and. You know, we talked about yeah. that, how, you know, when you utilize it medicinally, obviously there's benefits therapeutically and, uh, and even recreationally. Yeah. But the one thing mm -hmm. we came back to, which, again, uh, unfortunately, the U.S. doesn't quite get this in general, but I think the international, uh, more of the international space does, is anything in moderation, right? That's that's one thing that I've learned, and we were talking about this. Exactly. And it's, it all mm -hmm. comes back to in moderation, and it's uh, a good comparison, I'd say, because you are familiar with Europe. Um, you know, you go over there, and everyone thinks that, oh, they, you know, they do is drink. Oh, they, they you know, they drink on their lunch break. They did this and that. I notice mm -hmm. it's like everything is done in moderate. It doesn't matter if you're in Spain or if you're in Holland or if you're in Germany. I noticed that the difference there is that nothing's used in excess. Everything does seem to be consumed in moderation and with a sound mind. And I think that's a huge, mm -hmm. huge thing for people to understand. To your point is getting away from the stigma and tabooism, rather be from the D.A.R.E. program that I grew up with or, or Nixon's war on drugs or, or Anslinger's war mm -hmm. on drugs that it really is not reefer madness. It really is not people getting stoned out of their mind and can't function and are locked in the couch for hours or passing out for days. It's just not these stereotypes. The people that are supporting and the people in many instances that are using, at least the masses, are being very responsible, right? And they're using it for the right therapeutic exactly. reasons, you know? Exactly. So. I, think, I think we are going to eventually face all these, uh, you know, situations that also other, uh, I don't know, medicines or even alcohol faced at one point, you know. Yeah. Uh, we just have to get educated. We have to understand the benefits. We have to start using the product. We have to start offering people to, to give it a try, to, to have the, the personal experience that we, ha we all have had. And in uh, this way... I think uh, these taboos and these stigmas are just going to to lower, right? I think uh, the real answer is also that, I mean, the real answer is already there. Like, the early adopters of cannabis, I, I call them, <laughs> are the ones that are going to um, guide these older new people coming or, or getting yeah. interested in, in joining the industry, right? And we have to make sure that we, as the first people making these steps, are the ones that have the right information um, to keep educating 
Yeah. Um, the rest of the people that want to enter this industry. 100%. 100%. I just posted something up on, again, from a business sense, I spend more time on LinkedIn and I just post up, you know, letting people know it was sharing with the latest mm-hmm. numbers of billions of dollars in opportunity that this uh, is going to bring to just the U.S. alone. And I keep reminding people it's never too late to follow your passion. You know, I, I discuss with folks, I just, mm-hmm. with my neighbor at a barbecue last night, you know, he was really surprised when I was informing him just what kind of talent we need. Because unlike other uh, categories of business, we really need yeah. everyone, right? I mean, you you and I both come from more of a marketing and a media background, and, but both both interesting <laughs> enough studied law. Uh, but, you know, yeah. we, we found our niche, but we need people in sales. We need people in human resource. Uh, we do course. need lawyers. Of we do course. need doctors. We need scientists. We need logistics, security. Mm-hmm. I mean, the list goes on and on about what we need as far as infrastructure. And I don't know the numbers mm-hmm. off the top of my head for Columbia, but I do know for, you know, the U.S. alone, we brought 317,000 jobs to this country so far, mm-hmm. just with the legal industry, you know? And again, I think that's, you know, these are just uh, positive side effects of the movement uh, and what it brings to, you know, not just, in my opinion, saving lives, but in many instances, possibly saving communities or saving countries mm-hmm. as far as it being an opportunity exactly. for them, right? So it's very cool stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. I know. I know. And I agree with you. I, I agree with what you say. I think uh, oh, I just decide, I just wish really that uh, this time comes very soon where everyone can just, you know, do what they love to do in this industry that sometimes you know you have a what you said yeah we need we need um experts in different things like we need um lawyers we need administrators we need need everyone we need everyone we welcome we want to welcome everyone i always always try to you know talk to my friends and tell them okay what do you like to do or or they come to me and say shadi uh, I don't have a job. Maybe you have some opportunity. Okay, what can you do? Because if I consider that, you know, you are an asset for even the company I work for, or or if I I know someone I I can I can uh, connect you with, then then sure, like welcome. Of course, you're more than welcome yes. to start <laughs> this journey and to start learning. And I will be one of these persons that will be supporting all the way. Every single person who wants to join exactly. and enter this world. Exactly, Sri. And that that's, again, I think that's where peace in a pod in that regard to being able to really support how we can support best. So, again, good stuff. Mm-hmm. And what's in the future for you? I guess it'd be the last, you know, what... what um, yeah, you're in the new position. Um, I mean, obviously, you guys, you were just you just shared your latest release. You're, I love what you guys are putting out by way of content, by the way. But what's in the future? Yeah. What's in the future for the company? What's in the future for where things are going with you guys? Well, um, the C agency group has a different sister companies, I would say. Um, our future is bright. We nice. have so many things coming. <laughs> 
So, um, for example, right now, yeah, we have two magazines. One is the legal and the medical one. But we decided to merge these two magazines because we want to start, you know, giving more people more content. And not only the legal and the medical that is, of course, very important. But also we have figured out that so many people want to start, you know, doing business in this industry. And uh, as you also know, uh, there are some fun People or some companies that even have shares in the in the in the market, and uh, it's time to invest as well. It's time to understand how these numbers work, how they they go up and, and down all the time, and understand um, the behavior, the the business behavior in general. And um, um, our future, we want to keep keep educating people. We want to grow. Um, Internationally, in other countries, we already have some presence, of course, in in Latin America and in Europe is still going. But this is part of uh, the the plan we have, and um, also, um, yeah, we these these new magazines that we are going to launch actually on the first of June, and I am going to share it with you. Nice. It's going to be a a very complete magazine. We are going to share the latest news in the legal side, and then of course. Uh, the scientific side, the medical side, and but we want to also give people some uh, information about how to do business in the industry. If someone, you know, entrepreneurs even study yeah. students that only, you know, they have no knowledge about cannabis, but they definitely want to enter the, the industry somehow. We know how to educate them. And uh, we also want to have a section where we present everything that has to do with cultivation and growing because I think this is something that is uh, also very interesting for everyone in the industry. Yeah. So, yeah, it it looks great. It looks great. (laughs) It looks great. (laughs) And uh, my future, personally, I just keep, I just want to keep, you know, learning more about this industry and uh, hopefully and eventually invest somewhere and have my own something <laughs> uh, but we will see this is something that will happen in the future for sure i know you sound like me that's i um i wasn't planning on growing this year i'm like oh i'm gonna be too busy and i'm like nope as long as i'm not traveling as much as i was <laughs> back in the day i'm like i'm gonna grow and that's the same thing i don't know not today not tomorrow but you know maybe doing something more on the plant touching side just to connect and share how much, you know, my passion exists with it. But right now, kind of like you, I feel really, you know, a good place to be is, you know, spreading the word and supporting, you know, in the way I can to support those that want to get into the space, but also connecting the dots of those inside of it. Because again, like we both Mm -hmm. said, you know, both of us very much uh, you know, support the growth and the advancement of others. And, you know, it says volumes because, you know, there's a lot of people who are just too busy doing their own thing and they aren't wanting to, you know, put that olive branch out for others to join in. And we need them. We see that level of diversity. And I'm sure, uh, you know, with the LPs down there, it's even been evident where they're very much adamant mm-hmm. about hiring individuals who really know what they're doing and can make a difference. You know, they can make an impact that they're looking to accomplish. But again, that's applicable Mm -hmm. across the board, you know, no matter what country, what continent, um, you know, that kind of infrastructure and that kind of need uh, just again continues to grow just like the plant itself. You know, it's nothing stopping it. It's Mm -hmm. continuing to grow and continuing to move in the Mm -hmm. right direction. So it's definitely very cool. Well, do you see yourself yeah. making it back up since I, I know, um, again, your company being based out of uh, the U.S., 
Uh, how are they? You guys see that light at the end of the of the tunnel as far as being able to get out about meeting in person or doing the trade show circuit and all the rest of it. Have they had discussions about that? Because I know it varies from company to company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Well, we we want to manage a, a mixed a hybrid model. I think because uh, thanks to the pandemic, and this is super crazy to say it like that, but thanks to the pandemic, we um, we have had we have extended our team uh, everywhere in the world. We have people working from uh, you know Morocco. We have people in Europe. We have uh, people in Latin America in different countries. We have people in the United States. So I think we want to manage a hybrid model. I think uh, we have to also take advantage of technology and Internet. And, uh, you know, working from home uh, shouldn't be an issue after all this experience that we are having right now. For sure. uh, With uh, the pandemic. So uh, um, eventually, sure. I mean, there are some trade shows that are going to happen eventually when when these uh, all goes down with the numbers and um, the cases of COVID and all that. And then, of course, new regulations will come. And once, you know, this, also these uh, vaccines is yeah, sort of going to help in, in, yeah. in a certain way. So um, I think eventually, sure, we are going to, to have uh, the team reunited somewhere. Uh, but, but keeping in mind that we still want to keep growing and, and having people working from all over the world. That makes sense. Well, awesome, Elstree. I definitely want to thank you, as always, for catching up. It's definitely been a pleasure and appreciate your time on uh, on our days off. <laughs> of course. So, yes, on our days off, we also want to keep educating people, right? Yes, yes. I'm, I'm always happy. I know. <laughs> I'm just like you. There's there's no time off when it comes to, to the education side. So thank you again for joining yeah. us. We very much appreciate it. And we will definitely have to keep in touch. I'm curious to hear what the next year brings not only obviously your company but you and what opportunities lie ahead so i want to thank you again for supporting the industry for supporting the community and for being a part of the cannabis world as you say i will remember that the cannabis world (laughs) yes it's the cannabis world it's not only an industry don't forget that and yeah thank you so much for for really this invitation it's really really nice to uh, we'll discuss with you as always. And of course, we're going to catch up later on. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Awesome. Well, thank you, Shereen. And I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. As always, this has been another episode of Cure to Consumption. We look forward to catching up with you all in the next week. Until then, always remember good vibes, and we will talk then. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.